Hello to everyone. May God bless you. Receive a strong and warm hug in the Lord. Today's sermon is titled, Do Not Be Overconfident, There Are Duties in the Lord. For that, we're going to go to James chapter 1, verse 22. In James chapter 1, verse 22. Why do I say do not be overconfident? Because many people, many believers think, or generally people think, Oh, I read the Bible, I attend the church, I don't steal, I don't kill. And they think that they have gained it all in the Lord. But... I will try through some verses to explain what duties, some of the duties that we have with the Lord. It states in James chapter 1 verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Amen. Glory to our God. The Bible states, be doers of the word of God. What does it mean to be doers of the Word of God? That whatever I hear, I learn from His gospel, from His doctrine, I must put it into practice. That's why it states, be doers, meaning God sees the works. God sees what you have learned. That it just doesn't simply go through one ear and out the other, but that as you know God, you must learn that a great duty before the Lord is to be obedient. Another one is to value the Word of God. And when I learn to be obedient in the Lord, because I learned and I am learning to know God, I am learning to understand what God's will is. I am learning what pleases God then I am obedient because I value and I respect that word of God. And that's why it states, be doers of that word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. It's not about simply hearing. I, I listen to a, a sermon or I read the Bible or listen to a reflection and like nothing happens inside of me. It says that we shall be cleansed through the Word of God, and it should be so. Through the Word of God, we shall be cleansed in our minds and in our hearts. But another great duty, another great duty in the Lord is in Romans. Let us go to the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 13. Romans, chapter 15, Verse 13, it states, the word of the Lord states, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That is a duty to believe, to believe God to believe His Word, His Gospel, His Doctrine, 
And how do I show him that? How do I show him that I have believed? Well, I become a doer of his word, meaning I learn something. And because I have fallen in love with God, because God has been trapping me, because he has been captivating me, then I put it into practice. And that is when I become a doer and not just a hearer of his word. And this is a great duty to believe. And when we believe, the Bible states that it says he fill you with all joy and peace. So that is the answer. For you who are always worrying, who are always in anguish, what are you lacking? Well, believing. To believe God, to trust in Him. That is a duty. To trust, to believe God. And in this way, you will have a great reward. Joy and peace. But it also states the God of hope. And that is that because God, this God who lives, this God who we preach this God that Bible speaks of, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, He fills us with joy and peace and He gives us hope, meaning that we're going to continue onward. It states that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, God is going to uh, make us abound in hope, meaning He will help us believe Him through the power of or by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why in church, when God speaks to us through dreams and visions and through that glorious gift of prophecy and He makes us promises, we know that they're going to be fulfilled. We know that God is going to bless us because there's power in that word. There's power in what the Holy Spirit speaks, whether it's through dreams or visions and through that glorious gift of prophecy. But what does God expect from us? That as we believe in His Word and obey and become doers of His Word. Look what it also states in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It states, the Word of our Lord states, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Look at the way it states it. That by the mercies of God, He wants us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. What does it mean, a living sacrifice? It means that we must leave many things that we like. We must leave sin behind and please God. But why? Because you have learned to hear His Word, to be obedient, and to be a doer of God's Word, to leave sin behind. And to sin is to go against God's will. That's why we make a living sacrifice. I strive to please God, to be a doer of His Word. And the Bible states, holy. Yes, because holy means set aside for God. It also states acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That reasonable service is what God teaches us through His doctrine, through His gospel, through His judgments. Those judgments, those thoughts that we have in wanting to having that reason that the, the gospel is right, that is the truth, that the things of God are perfect, are acceptable and good. And if we want this reasonable service to truly please God, with our thoughts, with our heart, with the way we act, the way we are, 
that God is going to bless us. It also states in verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world. So it's not just because people saying you know, they don't trust in God or don't believe in God and, and people do whatever they want with their body, with their minds. No, we must be careful and take care of that reasonable service, take care of our thoughts and the reason we exist, which is that righteousness to perform judgments of righteousness. That is what pleases God. That is our duty to be a living sacrifice to God, leaving our sin behind, but also our reasoning, our mind, that it may be acceptable to Him. It also states, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So God states that we must be renewed through the renewing of your mind. That is that reasonable service to have that renewing, that change that God through His Word, God through His Gospel, God who enters little by little into us and cleanses us of that old man, that old way of acting, of dressing, of thinking. God renews us and that reasonable service becomes more pleasing in the eyes of God. Why? Because of our understanding. Because our understanding or our mind was renewed and therefore we will be able to know that His will is good and acceptable and perfect. And that is why God said to Nicodemus that he needed to be born again of water and spirit, meaning to be born of the gospel and to have that transformation, that change in his thoughts and the way that he acts. It also states in Mark, let us go to Mark, another great duty in Mark chapter 16. After Matthew, we have Mark chapter 16. In Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, the word of our Lord states, Mark 16, the word of our Lord states, verse 15, Mark 16, verse 15. Remember that when we obey His Word, when we believe in it, when we become doers of that Word with works, with actions, with deeds, we show Him that we love Him, that we want to give the best we have to offer for Him, that we become disciples of Christ. And when we become a disciple of Christ, look what God said to those who believed in Him who saw so many miracles and wonders such as the ones that you see in the church. Look what God states here. And he said to them in verse 15, Jesus said to his disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is our duty, to preach the word of God. That whenever your friends, your family members, your neighbors, they ask you why there is that hope in you, why... Is it that even though you have financial difficulties or difficulties with his sickness or at home, and they always see you with that joy, with that strength, and that's when we must preach. 
and share with them and tell talk to them about this gospel, this great truth that God lives, that God exists, that God is spirit and truth, and that He is with all of us. But aside from that, that's not it. There's another great duty. He who believes, we've already talked about that believing, right? That faith comes from hearing the word of God. And we begin to believe God because He speaks to us. Because He lets us know the things to come. So we believe Him. And it states, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And that baptism, aside from being that water baptism, is also that conviction after you've been in the gospel for some time. For a year, for example, we always ask, usually ask for a year as a requirement. After having such a, a, a reasoning, maybe a young man of 15, 16, 17 years old and, and onward, and you have that ability to understand that Christ gave his life for you and for me, then you make that decision of being water baptized, of making that pledge with him, of taking that last name of Christ. But it also states, and be baptized, is baptized, we will be saved. So remember, the Bible speaks in Ephesians that he who believes... He who believes in Him, he who desires those rivers of living water will be in them. And when God baptizes, when God gives us the Holy Spirit, that is another duty. When we have heard His word, that is a duty. And you shall receive the power of that spiritual baptism of that God who lives. And that is why the Bible states that they are that spirit as a guarantee. And that is why it's so important to receive the Holy Spirit. It is another duty. We cannot simply stay there and simply be hearers of the word and simply listening that they speak to us and they speak to us about him. No, look at an example in Acts. In Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 8, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, verse 14. It reads, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Remember that Samaria was a city of Gentiles where they had enmity with the Jews but they heard that they had received the word of God that they had heard that the word was preached that Christ was preached Christ as the light of the world Christ as the son of God Christ as that Passover Christ as that lamb that was slain so they sent apostle John and apostle Peter states who when they had come down meaning when they arrived to Samaria, they pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Meaning, they had believed, they were baptized, they were water baptized, they made that pledge with God. But now, with the coming of Apostle Peter and John, when they laid their hands on them, then look at what happened in verse 17. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. That is a duty. The duty that we must have before God. There are many duties. We must subdue our flesh, keep our tithes, and desire to truly be good husbands, good parents, good children, good employees those are all duties that the Lord expects each of us to fulfill 
That's why don't be overconfident. That's why don't think that, oh, because you already heard a sermon, that because you read the Bible, you read a few verses, then you gained it all. No, brothers and sisters, there are duties before the Lord, and that is why we must be doers of that word. Look what it states in James. Let us go back to James chapter 1 in verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law, what is that perfect law? The law of the gospel, the law of liberty. That is why the gospel sets us free. Free from what? From the slavery of the devil. Free to love him. Free to follow him. God gives us another duty. What duty? It states and continues in it. In other words, it is a duty to continue in that perfect law. Meaning in the gospel. Valuing the word. Being obedient. Being doers. Believing. Having joy and peace. Preaching his gospel. Aside from also being water baptized. And always receiving. Always seeking to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And persevere in that law not just being a hearer who is forgetful it says not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work for God to say this one bears fruits this one is an example this one has a great life this one has converted to God and that is why this one as it states here will be blessed in what he does will be blessed will be fortunate will be a winner will be someone who is spoiled by God because God will reward him because God will give us triumph because God wants all of us to truly be winners for us to be winners of that great reward that God has for all of us and for that let us finalize let us finish in Romans chapter 6 verse 22 Romans chapter 6 verse 22 But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God look it states yes now that we have valued the word of God now that we have been obedient, that we believe and we have joy and peace and we have changed the way that we dress, that we act, the way that we think, we have been renewed, transformed. And we speak of God. We don't feel scared of speaking of God because we have gotten to know Him and we want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to receive the spiritual gifts. And for that, it states here, and for that reason, you have been set free from sin and having become slaves of God because we want to obey God. We want to please God because we want to fulfill with those duties that God demands from each and every one of us. It says you have your fruit to holiness. What does that mean? That now that we have fulfilled with those duties, that fruit to holiness means that we have been set aside from sin because we are fulfilling God's will, because we have not become overconfident. We're not just simply being hearers, but we have valued His word. And that is why we are bearing fruits and we are seeking that, that holiness to depart ourselves for God all of this with a purpose and what purpose is that eternal life and that is the great gift from God eternal life my brothers and sisters and that is what you are going to attain those of you who fulfill with these duties before the Lord with being doers of his word with truly believing with being renewed transformed and fulfilling with each and every one of these requirements that God demands from each and every one of us may God bless his word let us pray my brothers and sisters let us ask God to bless us to heal us 
from any illness, no matter how incurable it is, to be delivering us. Lord, protect us from this COVID-19. Lord, protect our minds, our souls. Lord, delivering us from witchcraft, sorcery, incantation, spells. Lord, bless our household. Let there be harmony in our household. Let there be good understanding with our spouses, with our children, that children may respect their parents. And also, O Lord, that you may bless financially those who don't have a job, open doors for them, give them contentment to those who have a job and to those who have a company. Lord, give them triumphs. Help us manage whatever little or much money we receive to always give you the glory and the honor, O Lord. But Lord, O good Father, those who are going to worship after this teaching, O Lord, Give them experience, spiritual experiences. Allow them to receive the Holy Spirit. For them to receive, to feel your presence since it is a duty to do so, Lord. And also, I beg you, O Lord, for our sister Maria Luisa, that you may continue blessing her, that you may continue filling her with your presence, giving her many years of life, and that she may continue teaching us through each reflection, through each sermon that she has given us, O Lord, each teaching. And Lord, allow us to be doers of that word and not just hearers of it, O oh Lord, so that we do not become overconfident, so that we may always strive to be doers of your word, fulfilling with the duties that you demand from each and every one of us. May God bless His church. May God bless His pastors. May God bless us all, oh Lord. But Lord, have mercy on all of humankind have mercy O Lord and destroy destroy this spirit that is represented in this COVID-19 O Lord because if this continues O Lord and it lingers on then more difficulties will come more hunger more violence more scarcity in every aspect Lord for the love of our sister Maria Luisa and your church and your believers O Lord have mercy O Lord and cleanse us, O good Father, and bless us, O Lord, and have mercy on all of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. O Lord, good Father, I thank you for this opportunity. A great hug to all of you, and may God bless you.